Hey guys, before the podcast starts, I wanted to reach out and just say thank you. I just hit a thousand downloads. Man, I really appreciate it. If you have listened to this once or maybe you listened to all the episodes I've had, thank you so much for helping me uh, reach this milestone. And, and as a gift, you know, I wish I could give you guys all a hundred bucks for watching all these episodes, but I can't. As a gift, um, I play music at the very beginning and at the very end of the podcast. And I'm going to play, if you stay to the end, I'm going to play the entire song, the whole length of the song. So if you're curious how it all plays out, stay to the end. When I start playing my uh, exit music, it will be the entire song as my thank you for helping me get to 1,000. Please, if, you, uh, if you're enjoying this, I would really appreciate a review. Um, you know, five-star review would be awesome, but honesty is probably better than that. Something you think I can improve, maybe direct message me and then give me a five-star review when I fix it. But yeah, thanks again. Enjoy the music. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hey, everybody. My name is Danny Dumas, and this is the Earn Your Title Podcast. I am going to talk about one of my favorite topics. That topic is hunting. It is fall here in Michigan where I live, and we are in the middle of hunting season. There's deer hunting, duck hunting, small game, big game, and we're in the thick of it. And I think hunting, depending on where you grew up, is either something super common or something you've never, you don't know anybody that does it, you've never thought about doing it, and it's completely outside of your scope of possibility. And I feel like there's very few like in between, like you either grew up around it or you didn't, and there's no like middle ground. And I want to make a case that all of us, especially us men, should at one point in your life go kill something and eat it that you killed. And I think that's really important. While it might be a little morbid, you know, to think of killing things, I really think it does something to your psyche, especially when it comes to my health and my like the food I eat, to know where it came from and to have some respect for the food that you eat. I think it really helps your from a fitness even fitness standpoint to know where it came from. So how do you get into hunting if you've never hunted before? A great place to start is to go and take a hunter safety class. Many states, you actually can't get a hunting license until you've taken this class. Some states will have, you have to take the class first and then you get a license. Other places will have what's called an apprentice um, license, where if you go with a licensed hunter for one, two, maybe in three seasons, you don't need to get a hunting safety tag or a hunter, hunter safety course. They are kind of like your sponsor. They'll take you out to the woods, show you gun safety, show you how to you know, shoot, cook, clean an animal, and kind of introduce you to this awesome world of hunting. And so that, that's one way you can do it. The other way is maybe hunting seems too much. You, you know, you're scared of weapons. Go fishing. Go catch a fish. Take it home. Clean it. Put it in the fry pot and eat it. It is, it's so important. It is so important. And, and why hunting? What are some of the benefits? Well, besides being able to provide food, which I think is, is important, you get a chance to get outside and to think. Most hunting has lot, long periods of downtime, of, of sitting and waiting, of being uh, passive and just observing. And I think in this modern world, the ability to sit down Think, observe, you know, put your phones away, not have a constant interruption. There's something magical about it. And if you've never done that, you have to. You have to go outside, even if you're not going to go hunting, just go outside, go for a walk, walk a couple miles, and sit down in the woods 
and just just be quiet. I remember being a young man, and that was the hardest part of hunting, where you know I'd go out and I'd be sitting still for three hours. For As a teenager, that's really tough. And I remember not enjoying that, like wanting action, wanting something to happen. And now as, I, as I've gotten older, man, I miss it. Three hours goes by and the sun's going down, and I'm like, man, I got so much more to think about. Uh, I think it's important to have those moments of quiet, the moments of reflection, because it helps you. To me, I always like plan my year. I, I, I have hunting in the spring and I have hunting in the fall, and it kind of splits it up perfectly every six months. I get a chance to just think through the things that I'm struggling with, think through the relationships I have, come up with plans. I dream about what my life could be like, and I think it's it's really important. So you need to go outside. You need to have that quiet time. And if you're absolutely opposed to killing something, you need to go out and just sit in the woods. You need to be outside. I think every human being, I think we were designed to experience nature. And when we isolate ourselves from that, I think that's why we have this rising sense of depression, anxiety. We, we saw it when COVID happened, right? We're all stuck inside. We're all stuck inside and the levels of depression went up. All these negative mental states increased dramatically, anxiety and all that. And I think it's because we didn't go outside. The second reason is it gives us an appreciation for life. You realize that life is a zero-sum game. For me to be alive, something else had to die. And I think it, it by, by understanding that, by understanding the reality that life is a zero-sum game, that something had to give up its life or this life was taken for me in, in order for me to be alive, it makes you appreciate what you have. It makes you appreciate your life. And even if you're a vegetarian, the food you eat was alive, right? The corn, now, now we don't think it's, it's not a being, right? The corn cob wasn't a being, but it was alive. You took so, something from it. But the land where the, the corn was produced, that field, was plowed up. When it was plowed up, the worms, the crickets, the spiders, all of them were died or driven away from where they live. You took something. And it, it, to, to know that you have the ability of life or death I really think it's appropriate, or uh, I think it's important. It gives you just a different outlook on life, that you understand that life is fragile. I had an interesting story. I was at work, and my son FaceTimed me. He goes, Dad, hopefully hold on, hopefully, my wife doesn't listen to this episode because this will freak her out. She goes, Dad, we caught a chipmunk in the basement in the mousetrap. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm like, well, you know, just take it outside. I'll deal with it later. Just throw it outside. He goes, I, I think it's still alive. Well, he FaceTimes, flips the camera around, and sure enough, this chipmunk is in a mousetrap, and the mousetrap was one of those, kind of looked like a, a chip clip, so you just squeeze the back of it, and it wasn't big enough to, like, kill this chipmunk. I'm like, well, just knock it outside and then push the back of the trap and let the mouse, or let the chipmunk run away if it's just trapped. So he's okay, okay. So he lets it outside, and he goes to open the chip clip bag, <laughs> or the mousetrap, and the, the thing's just laying there, just suffering. I said, hey, bud. You, you got to kill it. It's, it's suffering right now. He goes, okay. So he goes back and he's getting ready to whack it with a stick. He goes, hang on. He goes back in and gets this rubber mallet and pounds this chipmunk on the head and kills it. And he felt very sad because he had to take this life, which is an appropriate response. And it made me happy that he knew what the right thing was to do. We, you know, we, I made the decision to put mouse traps in the basement catch rodents so they don't spread disease and whatever else they might spread. And we caught something and it was hurt 
and it wasn't going to get better, and we were going to take its life because that was the humane thing to do, and my son was able to do that. And man, that made me proud, and it made me happy that he was sad when that happened. You know, I think it, it, it kind of brings life into balance, that he didn't want to do that, but he understood that was the right thing to do. Uh, he's uh, recently been driving, and he hit two raccoons that were across the road, and he felt really sad. And I said, buddy, you've You've killed animals. Like you've killed turkeys before. You shot them. He goes, I know, but that was different. And I think if, you're, uh, if you've never hunted and you have kids, go yourself a few times, a couple times, and then take your kids because it gives them that appreciation. Because when he killed the turkey, super excited, happy, like almost like joyous that he got to do something that was putting food on the table and we were going to eat. And it was an exciting event. It was close. We shared this bond with each other that was that you can't recreate. And then when he killed these raccoons in this chipmunk, that, you know, the one was in the road and one was in a trap, he felt sadness and remorse because he should, because it was senseless. He didn't want to. You know, life happened to him, but he had, he could see the balance of life. It's appropriate and it's good for humans to live. I think we can assume that that is, that's a good statement. And so he was doing something that was letting his family live. And you might say, well, you could just go to the grocery store. Well, you know, you might not be aware of this, but all that chicken that's wrapped up in the cellophane and the plastic was alive and somebody else killed it. You by buying it, are just as, if you want to use the word, guilty of killing that chicken as the farmer. When you go hunting, you just get to cut out the farmer, and you are that person, and you are making the decision, and you are bringing life to your family. And if you've never gone, maybe I can't even fully explain how good of a feeling that is, that you're providing life for your family, but it's a good feeling, and it's important <clears throat> I talked uh, last week to a uh, Green Beret. He talked about being prepared. Like right now in the U.S., we're only a couple weeks from full, full on collapse. If the if electricity stopped, we had no electricity in the state or in the country for two weeks. Our food supply would be gone. You know, could you survive? Could you kill something? Do you have the means, the ends to do that? And if you don't. Learn how to do it. The YouTube is amazing. You can learn anything from YouTube. Uh, text me. Message me. If, if you're one of my friends and, and I personally know you, let's go hunting. We can make this happen. So those, that's the second reason. The third one, and I briefly mentioned this when I talked about my son, is that many times hunting is a social uh, experience. Now, you might go hunting by yourself, especially like deer hunting, something where you sit in a stand or in a blind. That is a solo type of hunting. But many people will do it as part of going to a camp. So you have uh, opening day of gun season is in, in November for us, and here in Michigan, November 15th. Guys will go up on the 13th. They'll set up a camp. They'll go a scout. They'll set their blinds up, and there'll be six guys, you know, uncles and brothers and cousins and friends. They get together, and they sit around a campfire. They tell stories. They laugh. Old men mentor young men, and in the morning, they go out, and they have, they're successful. They're not successful. They shoot a deer. They track it. They go do some hard work. They drag the deer for three miles back to camp. They create these epic stories, and you cannot recreate that in almost any other place other than hunting camp. It is a very special experience. Some of my favorite moments I've ever had is turkey hunting with my dad. And the cool thing about turkey hunting and duck hunting and elk hunting and coyote hunting is that you can do it as a team. You can do it together. 
where one person's calling them, the other person's going to be the shooter or, or vice versa. We get to sit in the woods. We get to experience things. We got to experience being frozen, trying to sit still as a turkey's gobbling, and it's, you know, 28 degrees out, and it should be warm because it's springtime, but we're in Michigan, and we're freezing, and we're suffering together, and we're, we sit still, and we shoot the turkey. And, and because we were still, we suffered, we were successful together. Even if my dad didn't pull the trigger, because he's sitting next to me, we were, we were successful. We've had times, you know, as a grown man, I've had a chance to fall asleep with my head on my dad's shoulder, sitting next in a tree as we're hunting turkeys because it's the middle of the day and it's warm. We've been up since four in the morning. When was the last time you got to take a nap with your dad and just lay down on his shoulder, put your head on his shoulder? You know, that's a special moment that you really can't recreate in any other way that I know of other than hunting. So if you're a dad and you don't know how to hunt, Go take a hunter safety class. Take your kids with you. I went with my son when he did his. My dad went with me when when um, I did mine. Learn how to safely handle a firearm. I'll give you the tips. Don't point a gun at anything you don't want to destroy and assume that whatever is in the gun, that assume that the gun is always loaded. Don't put your finger on the trigger and don't play with them. Don't, don't joke around with them. It's serious. That's about it. Don't point at things you don't want to destroy Always assume it's loaded. Don't point it at things you don't want to destroy. You know, those are the, the those are two that I just repeated because it's really important. Outside of that, they're very safe. The modern firearm is a well-designed machine that doesn't just go off. So go get some training and then go out in the woods and harvest an animal and eat it. It is so important, I think, for your mental health, for your sense of manliness, and not to be chauvinistic, but to go to kill an animal, to clean it, to cut it up, to put it in your refrigerator, and to eat it is manly. It is manly. And while well, I, you know, I'm not a female, I, I gotta imagine on some deep biological level, it's very attractive that a man could do that. If you don't want to cut up the animal and do that part, you can take it to a butcher. You can take it and have somebody else do that part for you. Like there's a lot of things you can outsource. I think eventually, I think to, to get the full experience, you should kill something, clean something, and cook something. But, you know, baby steps, right? Baby steps. So this has been the Earn Your Title Podcast. I hope you like this. Please put it into action. Leave me a review wherever you heard this podcast, and I will talk to you later. Have a great day.